morning, church family. My name's Mike, Mike Davis. I get the privilege of uh, serving as one of the elders uh, here at Faith Church, <clears throat> and I get the privilege of uh, speaking this morning. Uh, so uh, before I get started, um, moment of transparency, authenticity. <clears throat> I'm anxious. It's not really a fear of public speaking. Um, I've done that a bunch of times. It, it, it's really a desire to be doctrinally sound. Um, I did not attend seminary, just so you know that. I'm not a pastor or a teacher by vocation. And I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to say something that's in error. <clears throat> Uh, I also have um, doubts. Um, do I really have anything worthwhile to say? Uh, or do I have the ability to teach? Um, but um, I've, I've known this day was coming for a while. Uh, we've been planning for this. And so as, I, as I'm thinking about this, God reminded me that um, there's no better person on earth to tell you about what God is doing in my life than me. And then uh, also, as I'm going through and preparing uh, my message, what I want to share with you this morning, um, God uh, helped me realize that um, these doubts and these fears are, are based upon me. They're, a focus, they're me focusing on me. Um, and this may be the most important thing that I say this morning, right? So maybe when I'm done with this next statement, we can just move on. <laughs> That's how Satan wants us to think. He wants our focus to be on us. My shortcomings, my sinfulness. Um, but instead, we should be focusing on God, his power, right? inside of us to accomplish whatever it is that he wants to accomplish. Um, and so this morning, I'm going to choose to focus on, I'm going to choose to focus on that. And I'm reminded of uh, what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2, the first few verses. I'm just going to read that to you. Uh, when I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling. And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so that you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. So, um, that's going to be my focus, our focus this morning. So, join me uh, in a word of prayer here before we get started. <clears throat> Father God, uh, we just thank you. We thank you uh, that we are able to be here this morning. Uh, we thank you that you are sovereign. We thank you that you are working, you're always at work uh, to accomplish your purpose. And you're at work here this morning. Uh, and so we're just trusting in you, Lord, in your power. 
um, that you will open our ears and our minds uh, to whatever it is that you want for each one of us to hear, myself included, this morning. And we just thank you and praise you for who you are and what you do. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. So, um, I, I, I titled uh, my message for this morning, uh, The Inclination of My Heart, and so I'm going to share with you some of the things that I've been learning and what I, what I want for the inclination of my heart to be, uh, but really, this is for all of us, um, um, what the inclination of our heart can be. So, before I get started, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask for some help here. So, um, Troy, <clears throat> will you help me? For a second, can you do something for me? Will you come join me up here for a sec? Um, where's Nancy? She's front and center. Uh, Nancy, will you get me some water? And here's, here's all you need to go get it. Thank you. Where's Hal? Hal, will you do something for me? (laughs) For those of you in the back, Hal answered maybe, which was a great answer, by the way. It fits perfectly. Um, Will you look up some scripture for me? Uh, Will you look up up Psalm uh, 119? And in particular... One hundred eight through one twelve, Psalm one nineteen. In case you don't know, that's the big long one, right? So I'm not going to ask you to read the whole thing. We'll be here till two. Um, one hundred eight to one twelve, and then uh, verse thirty three to thirty six. And just hang on to that for a second. Thanks. Did you wonder why I asked you to do this? You specifically? Yeah, I thought of you. We had a congregational meeting once, right? And you brought me, you've brought me Kleenex, and I think you brought me water one time. Thank you. Troy, how you doing? Pretty good. I'm not going to ask you to do something, am I? Um. So tell me what you're thinking right now. I'm thinking to myself, Mike's my friend, and I'll, I'll do a lot for him. I'm just wondering why he's called me up to say about 200 people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Troy and I have not spoken. I haven't prepared him for this. He, he didn't know I was going to call on him, right? You have no right. knowledge of what no you're doing knowledge. up here. I never have any knowledge. <laughs> so you're curious to what you're doing up here. Fascinating. Um, how, how, are you, uh, how are you feeling? Is there any anxiety, what I might ask you up here for? It's mounting the more you ask the question. <laughs> Good. Good. Good answer. Um, would it be fair to say your desire, your preference might be, you, you would prefer to be sitting in your chair, comfortable sitting and listening to? I'm comfortable being comfortable, yes. Okay. 
All right. Um, wh why did you say yes when I asked you to come up here? Well, uh, I've got a lot of trust for Mike. So, and I know that uh, our, in our long-term friendship that I'm willing to go stand before Peter and Peter because he's a friend I can put, put my stake in. Thanks. Thanks, Troy. That's fading fast, though. <laughs> <laughs> Troy and I have walked a lot of life together, so I knew I could put you on the hot seat and, and ask you to come up here. Um, I had one other thought as I was planning this, and so we're, we're on the hot seat together here because I didn't know for sure. I thought ahead. I didn't know for sure how you were going to answer, and I wasn't sure if I, if I wanted to do this but I'm just going to take a risk and do it. So one of the verses that we've kind of studied and tried to memorize over the years, uh, and we even talked about it when we met on Friday, Hebrews 4.12. Uh -huh. The Word of God is living and active. Sharpen the double-edged sword, able to divide soul and spirit, joints and marrow. And from there you're going to have to help me, Mike. You, you got it. You got it. it. I think it ends with it, it judges or discerns the... the Thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't really why I called you up here to test your memorization of Scripture. Um, but it's one of the verses we're going to look at, and so I just thought since you were up here, I might put you on the hot seat, and me too, because I didn't know if you'd remember It did feel hot, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. You can go sit down now. Is that now. it, Mike? That's it. I'm going to go be comfortable right over there. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> so, I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, the first thing that I want to talk to you about is uh, availability. One of the things uh, that, that God has been um, teaching me, and prob probably all of you as well as, as we talk about this, um, to some degree, availability. And, and the verse that sticks with me, and this started two and a half or three years ago, before a, a lot of the, the difficult things that we went through. So for, for those of you that um, are maybe newer here, uh, we went through a really difficult two-year period of time as a church family. Really difficult. The hardest thing I've been through in my life. And, and we all experienced it, you know, to some degree in different, uh, um, in different ways. But we all experienced that. Um, before all that happened, um, God had been uh, put, placing on my heart uh, the verse uh, from Isaiah, um, which ends, Here I am, Lord, send me. And so one of the things that uh, God has been uh, doing in my life is uh, to, to incline my heart to be, uh, to be available when he calls on us. We know that God is sovereign, and uh, we know that he is at work. Um, and he is going to accomplish whatever it is that he wills to accomplish. And I just have to say it's a tremendous blessing for us to get to be a part of that whatever it is that God is doing. When we went through that really difficult uh, period of time as a church family, um, 
being available to do my part in that, and, and we all had a part. We all had different things that we were doing. If you're on the leadership team, if you were on the pastoral staff, if you were uh, part of those congregational meetings or, or talking with somebody, um, through all that, God revealed to me some things about myself. And uh, through his power, he's working to uh, align some of these things in me, the, the, the earthly, fleshly me, uh, to be closer to who he is and who he wants me to be. And he probably did that to some extent for all of you as well when we went through that difficult time. So while I would uh, prefer, I like being comfortable too, Troy, <laughs> I would prefer to not go through something like that again. Um, you need to know, for, for me personally, my experience in that, I would not trade it for anything. It was transformative for me. Um, and I, I just think back to what Jesus said in the garden, right? He said, he basically said to God, is there another way? Can we do this some other way? Because he knew what was coming. It was way worse than anything we went through, right? Um, but then he said, not my will, but yours. Be done. So the, the key takeaway uh, fr from that for me is, uh, being available and going through some things um, helps us to, to, instead of know about something, to know about truths, to, to know them. Um, Ephesians 3.19 says, to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Uh, and 1 Corinthians 2.12 says that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. The Greek word for know and understand is uh, an experiential type of knowing, a firsthand type of knowledge. So um, I, can, I can know about something, I can understand it academically, or I can have experienced it. And um, that's the, I think the key takeaway, if, if, if we make the inclination of our heart to be, okay, God, here I am. I'll say yes to whatever it is that you call me to or that you want to reveal in my life. Um, when you go through that, you know and learn something experientially. Okay, so the second thing, Hebrews 4.12. The takeaway for me here that I've been learning is to understand um, having peace and rest in my life and trusting in God and his power, not me. So again, Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit. Division of soul and spirit. Of joints and marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. I, I, I'm... I memorized that verse when I was in college. I don't know how many times I've read that verse or seen it, and I don't think I ever saw or understood division of soul and spirit, and nor did I understand of joints and marrow. God has been, um, 
is stretching me and helping me to understand. I don't have the time, we don't have the time here right now to go into all the deep theology behind this. But, but, but the soul is our, I think it could be described as our thoughts, our desires, and our emotions. So our thoughts, what am I doing up here? What are you going to ask me to do? I would, I, I'm anxious. I would prefer to be comfortably sitting in my seat. I might prefer to not have to stand up in front of all these people and go get some water and bring it here. I would prefer, maybe, <laughs> I, I don't know what you're going to call on, Mike, uh, ask me to do. Um, so, and, and our spirit is... When we went through uh, Ephesians, walk worthy, and, and Pastor Ed alluded to this last week about how uh, and before we accept Christ, we are, we are dead in our sin. We don't even know we're dead. We're not kind of dead. I remember Ed said, we're dead dead. But then when we accept Christ, he does a work in us, right? He, he, he indwells us. And so the, the spirit is that supernatural, eternal, unseen part of us that is joined to Christ. Ezekiel 36, prophetically he says, Ezekiel is prophesying to the Israelites, but as we know, it's also prophecy of the gospel. And he's saying, I will put my spirit in you. I will replace your heart of stone with a heart of flesh. And, and there's many other verses where Paul talks about um, we are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. I have been crucified with Christ. Paul talks about we've been baptized into Christ's death. For years in my life, I don't know what that means, to be baptized into Christ's death, and I think it's symbolic. And I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. And no matter how much I study it, I'm, I'm still not sure what it means. And, and then thankfully, because of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives, he, he reveals truth to us. We, we can study it all we want, but we're never going to get it until the Holy Spirit reveals that truth to us. So, so now, I, I think that I understand that uh, the division of soul and spirit is, well, the soul is the earthly me, and the things that I think about, and the things that I want, and what my emotions are, but the spirit is the supernatural, eternal, unseen realm. And all the things that the New Testament talks about that, that Christ does for us when we accept Christ, those things are done. Um, you read... Um, I, I'm sorry, I don't have it here. It, Paul talks about it in past tense. They happened. For so much of my life, I'm, I'm thinking I, I'm in this sinful... Um, frail, limited body, and when I die one day, then I'll be free from this. But no, that, that my inner being is joined to Christ now, today. 
And that has massive implications on how I live my life. That means I can say yes to whatever God might call me to do and not have to focus on me and my limitations. It's him and his power that will make it happen. That's, I can stand up here and know that I'm not a professional preacher, but it's God's power that will say whatever it is that you need to hear. And it's God's power that will reveal to me, if I, if I am open to him, whatever it is that he wants to show me next that needs to change in my life. Okay, last thing. Here's the third thing that God has been showing me. And, and I'll call this uh, understanding my role in this spiritual truth. So, so how will you read Psalm 119 verses 108 to 112, please? Out loud. I haven't. Uh, Troy gave the microphone to uh, Hal. If we can turn that one on. Hello. Okay. Um, you know that Psalms 119 is out of the 150 Psalms is all about God's word, right? Okay. 108. Accept my free will offerings of praise, O Lord, and teach me your rules. I hold my life in my hand continually, but I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray from your precepts. Your testimonies are my heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. I incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. Okay, so while you're going to verse... 33 through 36, I'll just say <clears throat> that passage of Scripture is all about things that, that I'm doing and ending with, I incline my heart to your precepts. Okay, so how? what's verses 33 through 36? It says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. So the previous passage, it's I incline my heart to God's word. And here, this passage is not about the things that I'm doing. This is about what God is doing. He says, God, incline my heart to your word. So, so which is it? Is, is it? is it God doing it? Or is it me doing it? It's okay if you're not sure, because I, I think this is one of those deep spiritual truths. It's kind of like, as I was studying this, it's kind of like predestination, right? Calvinism versus Arminianism, free will, uh, things like that. Um, but it's, it, it's both. Is it God doing it or is it me doing it? it? It's both. But it may not be in the way that you think it is, or at least it's not in the way that I was struggling to understand it. <clears throat> it it's, it's God doing, doing, the, doing the work, and it's us agreeing 
being willing, cooperating, being open to him doing that. Uh, I think it's Philippians, Philippians 2, 13 that talks about um, to, to will. Let me look it up. Troy probably has it memorized. I, I realized I should have had it in my notes. Uh, Philippians 2, 12 and 13. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. See, I don't, I don't know where I got messed up in my thinking that I, I know that I'm not, that my salvation has nothing to do with me. It's, it, it's, it's all God's grace through faith. It's 100% God. So then, so then where did I come up with this messed up idea that um, then living the Christian life is maybe 80% God and 20, 20% my working hard and my effort? I'm here to tell you it's 100% God also. All you have to do is agree. When you read in there in Psalms 119 and obviously other parts of God's word about... Um, obeying his precepts, delighting in his precepts. Uh, or let's use this as an example. Us, uh, corporately, let us not give up meeting together. We don't have to work hard and carry around this burden of things that I have to do. We just have to agree. God will put it in you to will. He, his power will make it happen. Satan wants you to think, you have to do this. You have to work hard. And then you're going to be frustrated. You're going to get tired. You're going to do all these things. Focus on God and his power. So understanding my role, I believe, is just being open to whatever he might ask me to do, whatever he might want to show me next about myself. Uh, I read one author said something about, you could say our availability releases God's ability. I don't know if that's theologically sound or not, but I thought it was kind of catchy. All right. So let me, let, me, let me finish with this. I think these things build upon what Ed told us about last Sunday. We, we finished up the study on Ruth. And Ed said, Ruth is one story, one part of God's grand story. And so are we, each one of us. Um, a theme of Ruth is redemption. And each one of us, our redemption story is also part of God's grand story. And Ed said, we didn't talk about this, but Ed said, so what is our role? Um, so, Ed, you said, be redeemed. And he asked the question, are you redeemed? It, it, if you're not redeemed, you're living in that old self, that sinful self, uh, and, 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 it, and it's work and effort and shortcoming and never being enough. Ed, you said the second thing, our role was to be faithful with whatever God put in front of, in, this, in the story of Ruth, 
the people were faithful with whatever God put in front of them, and they didn't know their role in the grand story. They didn't even need to see the outcome. They just needed to be faithful. They didn't have to understand how it fits in the whole story. They just had to be faithful. And Troy came up because a a human, fallible, sinful person, he knows and trusts, and we've walked a lot of years together and we have friendship and love for each other. Well, God is obviously so much more than that. So we can trust him. We don't need to know necessarily how it all fits in the story. And then you said the third thing was grow in glorifying God. And, and again, that's, that's God's job, right? We just have to say yes. We just have to be open to whatever it is. So just like with my basic examples this morning, I, I just want to encourage you all to be available Be willing, be open to whatever it is God may call you to or want to reveal to you that needs to change in your life. And say yes before you even know what the question is. And then rest, rest in God. Recognize that when you you feel like you're being tapped on the shoulder to go do something or God is maybe making you uncomfortable revealing something to you about yourself, those doubts, those fears, whatever those emotions are, that's in the, the human person, right? And that's focusing on you. Don't focus on you. Focus on, uh, on God and agree with him with all that he says about his truth and what he says, uh, his promises to you. So practically speaking, this can manifest itself in a lot of ways. Um, maybe it has... Uh, become, being, being part of a life group if you're not in a life group yet. Uh, maybe it is um, uh, a mentoring discipleship relationship with someone. Um, maybe somebody is tapping one of you men on the shoulder and saying, you know, um, I think you'd be a great elder. I think what I would do through you in, in serving this church family uh, would be great. So be open to these things. Um, maybe it has something to do in a relationship that you have with a spouse or a child or a friend or a coworker, or even someone uh, that uh, used to come to this church and doesn't anymore, right? Maybe it has to do with uh, that relationship. Maybe it has to do with forgiveness, So um, I just want to encourage myself and all of you that we would um, have uh, this type of inclination in our hearts to say yes to God, even before we know what he's asking. So um, join me in prayer, if you would. Father, uh, I just thank you again for who you are. It makes... uh, no sense to me that you in your greatness, your omnipotence, your perfection, your power, that you would 
care about me and love me, but you do. And each one of us in this room, and I am just so thankful for that. And I'm, I'm praise you and thankful for what you want to do in my life and everyone else here in this room, our lives, and how we can know your spiritual truths experientially and how you can be glorified through our lives, even mine, with all my limitations, because it's you at work, not me. So we just thank you and praise you for these truths, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.